Hi, I'm David Perk, and this is an episode of Painterview, where I'm going to be painting and interviewing the amazing Vinegar Strix, Daniel Jacob, aka Vinegar Strix, who is a drag queen that you might have seen on RuPaul's Drag Race UK, uh, and also in the West End show, um, Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Not Everybody Loves Jamie, which I called it earlier. I don't know where that title came from, but everybody does love Jamie, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun things today while I paint their beautiful face. And there she is. Ooh, I always feel like it's a kind of drum roll when you're waiting for someone to come in. Hello! <laughs> uh, How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Let me put my headphones in. I feel like I That's better. I was like, too far away. That was so funny. So for me, you froze, and I was waiting for you to come back, and then suddenly you were just right up at the camera. Yes! That's, that's, that's <laughs> me, babe. I'm always like, where, where you least expect me to be. I'm always in your face. I'm loving this hat. Well, it's covering my my lockdown fro because it's very uh, like unkept at the moment. I need to I need to get to the barbers to actually cut it. But I'm very <laughs> nervous. I'm very nervous about getting to the barbers and going somewhere where it could be a bit mingy and a bit messy. So I'm like, mm, I'll just do it at home. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some pretty good quarantine haircuts. They haven't all been. Oh awful. my god, I've seen I've seen some ringers. There's some nice people <laughs> in. We got Mayhem Miller's in as well. Hello, dear. How are you? Hey, Mayhem. I the, love eyes. the eyes are in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and chatting today. Oh, and no. Thank you yeah. for having me. I mean, I, thank you again for even painting me. So if you guys don't know um, who was watching this, um, basically, David painted me in East London. So if you go to Shoreditch in East London, um, you can literally see my face across a wall, and I, and I look gorgeous. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Good. And yeah, and I'm going to today, you can see it here. It's a bit confusing. It's reflected in the mirror so that you can see it. But oh, canvas, my God, yeah. The camera's oh, there. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought you were painting in the, like, the mirror was the painting. Yeah, but... it always confuses people. And usually it's at the end where I'm like, now look at the painting. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah, what, kind of magic that... did you just... <laughs> what is this sorcery? Oh, my God. Yeah, the magic of mirrors. I'm like a magician. I um... know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to be doing a smaller version of the mural because eventually, as beautiful as the mural is, eventually somebody is going to tag over it or something. I'm waiting for someone... I am waiting, waiting for someone just to draw a big penis in my mouth because my mouth is literally like this. <laughs> and it's literally ready to take to take a penis, essentially. So, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for someone just to do that. And I'll be like, oh, great, thanks. But Well, a little birdie told me that you paint. So, well, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but yes, I do. I dabble in a bit of canvas painting, you know. Some people say I should probably paint my face more than anything. I'm like, I still do that. But uh, no, I do enjoy <laughs> painting a little bit. Um, during lockdown, I've actually reconnected with that. So um, I've only done like two little, I'll show you actually. I've only done two little. Yeah, um, I was going to say, do you have them to have? I'll show you. Um, I need to actually put some lights on. It's getting so dark now. Ah. Oh. So um, I painted a nice little Grace Jones yeah. moment here. 
and obviously a lady Gaga oh. there as well. So I just had them, and it's and people were like, "Oh my god, you should do like vinegar strokes or like vinegar paint strokes." I'm like, as much as the name is like amazing, I'm literally not a painter. Like I literally <laughs> do it just as like a hobby kind of thing. And sometimes I'm like, can't I have something for myself? Like, can't I? Can't I have a little moment just just for me, just to enjoy? So um, I haven't actually painted anything for a while because I've just been suddenly really busy so i need to get back into just painting um some more stuff but what i quite like is, is that you can kind of start something and just kind of like revisit it over over like you know a few days really so yeah i've just been um doing that over lockdown mainly painting my room paint's been involved a lot in my lockdown in some yeah. shape or form <laughs> whether it's acrylic or emulsion or you know makeup there's been some painting going on some shape or form Oh, I love you as well, Liv. Do you find there's like similarities between painting your face and painting on a canvas? I found that I've been, I paint better on a canvas because I paint my own face. That makes any sense? Like mm -hmm. with, that, with those things, I was drawn to painting faces when, when I was a kid, I would only ever paint like, like objects or landscapes or stuff like that. And I haven't actually done a landscape or an object in ages. Um, but for some reason, when I start, when I just bought like loads of supplies, I was like, oh, let me just paint some faces. And I started looking at um, like, like different album artworks. Um, and that was all my kind of first inspiration came. And I feel like my favorite album artworks are always just, always just like close up on, on people's faces. So like, I, I, mm. I, I love an Adele art, artwork. I love a Grace Jones artwork, um, a Gaga artwork. So, so it's quite nice that you just take a face and go, oh, let me, let me see if I can paint that and translate that into my, through my hands. I, I want to do a, a, a Paloma Faith one actually, because she, she's got a really good one. For I love the, her. I love, I'm obsessed with her. Uh, but she's got a really good one um, for the album, The Architect. Um, especially the, 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 the remix, the, re, the remix, the kind of like the new release that she did for it. Um, and she's got a really great, like it's, it's, almost, it's almost like a mask, which is like taken off the body and it's like on the floor. So I want to paint that when I actually get a spare moment to myself. But yeah, I love painting. I find it very therapeutic and just, mm -hmm. you know, whack on some music, get a glass of wine and you just kind of, and the day just kind of goes essentially, which is, which is great, you know? Yeah. And like you said, you can, cause it's, it's like this slower thing. You can do it and come back to it. There's, cause mm. with drag, like you can, this is what I found when I do makeup. It's like, I'll, I'll do a makeup and I'll, you have to finish it in that one sitting. It's not like you can go to sleep and wake up and do more the next day. Yeah. So it's very much this kind of immediate thing. And and it's uh, gone. Like, I know, you know, after a while, you, you have to wipe it off. You have to wash it off and it goes. So, um, so for me, it's kind of nice just to be able to have something that I've painted and it's just, I can, I can shove it on the wall and go, great. Um, this is something I've painted. So there's a few bits I've done through lockdown. I can go, okay, this is part of my lockdown experience, my lockdown journey. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's really good. It's really cool to have that as like a, as like a, I don't know, a prize for surviving lockdown, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everybody else has sourdough bread, you have painting. Some people have sourdough, yeah, some people, some people have sourdough bread, which is like growing in a jar somewhere. And I have a couple of paintings, but yeah, I definitely want to get some more paintings done. Just, just, just as a new kind of hobby, really, because I feel like lockdown's been amazing. Um, just to, well, for me personally, it's been really good. Just, just because I've like jumped into a more of a creative 
state of mind. Um, yeah. And yeah, and so I just kind of, I kind of want to carry on painting. It's just this kind of thing I just go and do, um, you know, when I'm feeling a bit like, oh my God, I'm so stressed or whatever. It's just kind of a, it's my, it's my one thing that I go, ah, oh, there we go, you know. Some people have gardening, some people have porn, I have painting. So yeah, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it's kind of therapeutic. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I look very scary right now in that painting, by the way. <laughs> I look like a screen mask. I love it. Okay, so you doing drag, you know better than anyone. When you've done like your contour and nothing else, you look crazy. You must look. Pause. Say, say it again. Say it again. I say you must know better than anyone. When you do drag makeup and you've done just the contour, you look absolutely crazy. Me? I look crazy. I think any, anyone who's just done the contour and the powder, it looks crazy. And you're yeah. like, how is that going to become a the beautiful woman? I tell you, it, yeah, it looks crazy. When you've done, like, the base, like, the contour, the highlight, and you've got no eyebrows, um, and you're just, like, covered in powder, that's the crazy moment. That's, <laughs> but that's not my highlight. That's, that's very much light for my highlight. <laughs> my, I'm, more, I'm more of an ivory-based highlight. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know I was going to be judged. You're like, you're behind the judges table. Oh, my love, you know, this is, well, welcome to paint, Painter's Race. You know, this is, this is a race against time. Welcome um, to Vinegar's Strokes. Welcome to Vinegar's Paint Strokes. Um, <laughs> don't, don't fuck it up. <laughs> See, that, that's what the show's going to be. You're not going to paint. That's going to stay your, like, therapeutic thing, but you're just going to judge other people's paint. I'm just going to watch people paint and go, that shit, that's really good. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I'd do better than that. I, but I think, I think you're, you, you'd be top three, though, for sure. You, you'd go oh, all the way. You'd go all the way. <laughs> I think I'd want to come like second and have everyone forever say like he was robbed. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about you more then. Which is what people say about me. Apparently, I was like, I went out third, so thank you for thinking I was robbed. That's great. <laughs> it was so. Does it feel a long time ago now? The drag race is fairly up. Yes, because like we filmed it March last year, so. And so much has happened since then as well. Um, so it feels very, um, very much like a long time ago. But then you get people who might have just seen it like last week uh, yeah. for the first time, and then and they're like, "Oh my god!" And they and they will text you out the blue and say, "Oh my god, I miss you already on the show." I'm like, "Oh my god, we filmed that ages ago. What are you on about?" But you know, obviously for me, I I experienced it way way differently to how someone is watching it say you know someone someone could be watching it right now this this very night um you know um for the for the first time and i'm getting yeah. in and i'm getting in, introduced to them in in that kind of way so yeah even though for me it was a long time ago hello Liv, nice to see you um even though i have been I've experienced it a long time ago. It's still very much like wow. It's still very fresh for some people. So I have to kind of remember. Oh yeah, there was the that outfit. There was that that thing I said. All that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah it's yeah, very interesting. Some, some people say how like it kind of it follows you for the rest of your life because that is always going to happen. People see it brand new. So then yeah. your phrase is like hodgepodge camp. That's hodgepodge camp and total slag. Like, you know, I didn't realise that me coming on saying I'm a total slag was going to be something that was going to be like 
you know, etched into my skin <laughs> metaphorically. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, um, you know, I just said it because that's one of my favourite phrases from TV, from, from a soap. I think it's absolutely hilarious that that was something that someone wrote on a, on a, on a soap. I'm like, brilliant, love it so much. Um, and um, I was like, I'll just say that because it's quite funny. But then you don't realise that, you know, the show's been broadcast around the world. And, you know, there's people, say, in America and all, and all these places who legit, like, I've never even heard what a slag is. And, and I'm kind of in, introducing that phrase into their, into their world, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's so funny. Someone's just said, uh, you're just so transparent and hilarious. You, you, you can see through me. Thank you. That's from JW State. Hi, babe. Nice to see you. Um, so yeah, so it's just it's very um it's just yeah, it's just a very kind of funny thing that you catch phrases or something that people latch onto and go, Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. definitely and cause it's like even when you're on the show, um there's still a very limited amount that people get to see you. Like the screen time per person isn't that big. So it's like, mm. that's what they know. Like you are these things that you've said. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting when you, when you come off the show quite early, like in retrospect to other people on there for say six episodes or seven or even five episodes, you know, three episodes is not really a long time. Mm. Um, especially as you said, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's 10, there's 10 Queens on there. Um, everyone wants to have their little bit. Um, the, the, the editors need to allow everyone to have a little moment to shine or to, or to flounder. So, you know, you, you kind of, however long you're on there for you are kind of latching on to what you did on on the show for that moment in time whatever was shown on the show by the editors and you just kind of go from there really and I and I was glad that I had a, a, a couple of cool catchphrases that they kept in um I'm glad that the edit I got was was very good and um I was perceived in a really good way and a really strong way actually um and that just the fact that you know the fact that I kind of floundered in episode three with the with the paper dress and the iconically best worst outfit on drag race uh, <laughs> is, the, is the is the paper dress um and i can and i can kind of own it and, and it kind of allows me to own it like in a, in a really positive way in the, the day you know the majority of people who i've spoken to it's drag it's fun they get it if something's a bit shit it actually makes it really good it's just the yeah. hardcore fans who are like you need to make sure your makeup is just as good as rupaul's rupaul don't do her makeup so yeah sure um <laughs> do you know what I mean? fine i'll um, hire raven to do my face too and yeah i, really I would do. love raven to do my face every day but cool um do you know what I mean? you need to do your makeup better like i had some people someone um i put up a video once um and i had a whole day of filming so i was doing a whole all these bits and pieces is the last thing I had to film but it was the first video that came out of the day so it was a bit you know it was a bit like meh bit melted, that kind of stuff um and I got this I got this message from someone saying your makeup is absolutely atrocious in America we would not stand for this you you've taken someone's chance you you don't deserve this and I was like oh my god oh my it's just god. a it's just a bit of face paint if you know would you know if if you went to a fun fair and the and, and there's a face painter there painting kids you're gonna go you painted a shite butterfly on my son's face you don't deserve this seat to paint faces 
What are you on about? about? So, so the hardcore fans make me laugh. I'm like, you're talking to someone who's who's in their mid um, mid thirties um, of of age, but but looking you know, mid twenties. Um, I was going to say you sounded like you were thinking to yourself, should I say twenties or thirty? Should I out my age? Should I out my age? Uh, beauty pickles on Takora slag. You're a slag, straight up. Um, <laughs> straight up slag. I love to say please as well, but like um, you know, it's like you, you little uh, like I literally go. You're talking to someone who's of a certain age, who's been there, done it, seen it, probably shagged the person who slagged me off before. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it's it's fine. You, this fourteen year old kid saying you, your makeup is shit. Fine, it's shit. That's fine. I'm still, getting, <laughs> I'm still getting paid, regardless. If I've got an eyebrow here and an eyebrow here, I'm still getting paid. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, so it's funny when you kind of come out and you know the hardcore drag race fans are hardcore, like militant. It has to be like this. Has to be like this. Well, it's drags. Actually, no, drag can be anything you want it to be. Um, so yeah. Because it's funny we've kind of gotten onto that already because that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was how you deal with judgment and criticism. And you've kind of touched on a few things already, it sounds like, but I, I wondered kind of like, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So look, I'm from, I'm from a theatre background. Um, I've spent my whole life being told no. I've had, my, whole, my whole life be going up for things that I thought I was good at and being told, no, not, not right now. You're, you're, not, you're not there just yet. So I've had to kind of deal with, deal with a, lot of, a lot of criticisms and a lot of comments. Um, yeah. To, um, in retrospect, they're comments that help you grow more as an artist and whatever, whatever shape or form your artistry is. Um, but I've had a, a lifetime of it. So it's, it's something that I'm really used to. What I wasn't used to was, was the kind of barrage. Like, I mean, to be fair, I was all right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see a lot um, on Twitter or whatever like that. Someone tells me what my favourite my favorite musical is. My favourite musical is Sunday in the Park of George by Stephen Sondheim. Um, going back to that. Musicals is also on my list, so we're going we'll go to get that. We'll go to that. <laughs> so, so, like, for me, like, I, you know, it's very interesting when you go on, say, Twitter, and if you type in your name, and you just see, like, a list of, like, people just, like, slagging you off, and you can either laugh at it and go, oh, okay, fine. Some of, some of them are, are very cruel, but then I just think, okay, well, this isn't to do with me, it's to do with you. You're obviously hardcore about this show. And for me, the show the show actually does does not exist anymore like it happened we filmed it they aired it it happened and now it's gone like it, it doesn't it doesn't exist to me like the same way that someone who's just viewed it do you know what i mean yeah. um so when it comes to like trolls and that, i'm i think i'm one of the lucky ones where i don't i don't think i get that many people trying to come for me um, and if I do I don't see it because I don't read the comments and that kind of stuff even even on my on my um, Canadian Drag Race recap show <clears throat> I don't read the comments even though I've been told by the producers the comments are amazing the comments are great I just don't read them because I'd rather just not not put myself in that position to go yeah. oh well wow people are literally just slagging me off for no reason do you know what I mean and you know I've been told they're amazing but I'd rather just not go go into the go into the um into the ins and outs of someone's um you know 
trolling and whatnot and what what, what their hobbies are to slag people off. But um, yeah, I think it's a case of I I'm because I'm a bit older and I um, come from like a, a theatrical background where I don't actually um, being being told no and being and being criticised is not new to me. Like it's all stuff I've I've heard before, which has helped helped me grow as a singer, helped me grow as a as a performer, as a as a as an actor, as a comedian. You know what I mean? It's, it's all stuff that I've that I've that I've grown grown with to make me better. So yeah. not and not to say that trolls comments make you better, but I think it, it makes you a stronger, thick skinned kind of person to go. Do you know what? I'm not going to read the comments. I'm not going to give this person airtime because at the end of the day, it, if you look at it really, it's either a very confused 12-year-old or a very sad 30-something, 40-something-year-old. So I'm just like, nah, I'm busy. I've got things to do. Sorry, love. Yeah, definitely. It sounds also like it's differentiating what is constructive criticism from somebody who's saying it to help you be better and what is, like you said, just someone getting their anger out or, mm. I don't know, I think there's a lot of reasons why people get so invested in their criticism. And you've got to remember, sometimes, like, you're saying stuff that maybe that person already knows. If that person, if that person, uh, I might already know that my eyebrow is here and the other one is here. I know, I know. I don't need someone to tell me your your eyebrows are wonky. I know. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. I think you know, you 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 decide. You have the option and the choice to react to a to a troll or someone who's coming after you in whatever way. And um, you know, and if your way is to kind of you know is to fight it and be like, oh, you know, fuck you, don't don't, don't talk to me about that. You don't know who I am, all that kind of stuff. Um, then we then you kind of, that, that's your way, fine. If your way is to kind of go, I'm not reading it anyway, so who cares? That's the way to go as well. There's so many different ways that you can that you can go about dealing with this kind of world of trolling and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you, you make the choice. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to envelop yourself in people's comments, go for it. But to me, um, I couldn't, I couldn't care less about someone's comments. Um, Obviously, I love the positive ones, and I love the fans. I love my fans as well, and um, and I love that they can support and come to my shows and that kind of stuff. But it's not. But I don't. I don't actively go seek out to read comments from people because it doesn't really get you anywhere, and you you waste half the day. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. So what? Do, so what about when it comes to the type of theatre, the criticism you had in theatre, where it it is intended to be constructive, but it can still be hard to hear when, oh, some, yeah. when it's something that you care about for someone to be like, you didn't do this well. Yeah, like, how yeah. you learn to take that in a, in a way that didn't discourage you? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing theatre, like, like performing in like musicals and whatever, like, like um, amateur ones and that kind of stuff since I was like, 11 or 12. So very, like quite young, really. I didn't, I didn't go the whole kind of um, like ballet, school route or no dance school route when I when I was very tiny but I I jumped straight into doing uh, like youth theatre and stuff when I was like 11 12 um and you know you you're taught by people who have been in the business at themselves as actors or dancers or or um 
or choreographers or directors or whatever or writers or whatever um and i remember um this one guy in particular robert hyman who, who had the best surname hyman i just love yeah. it uh, of course um, that's a drag queen yeah yeah that's that is a drag queen i think he's a bit of a drag queen really uh, but straight a straight bald guy so yeah um and he and he was on my first he was one of my first like teachers in musical theatre and stuff, and he, he would kind of write these amazing shows and we would kind of do these original bits and pieces. And what was hilarious was he um, he was mental. Like, he literally, if you were not good, you would you would hear the wrath of his voice and he would literally destroy you. Like, you're all crap. Like, we're all little kids as well. We're like, oh my God, what's going on? But that was that was the world you grew up in. And that's how it works in, in youth theatre. And, and I don't know if it's the same now because, you know, yummy mummies and you can't shout on my child and that kind of stuff but the but the people who i who i know who still are performers and are great performers are the people who were in these groups with me and that kind of stuff and we were literally sh yelled at and shouted at on the like on a weekly basis if we were being shit and you know and it's not it's not for the thing of um they're shouting at us because they, they they feel the need to be you know verbally abusive to children it's because these people are investing so much time of course it's their job they're getting paid for it but still they're investing so much of their time and their skills into us to kind of build up the next wave of of amazing performers to come out and and go into the world and and create theatre and art and that kind of stuff and that was just how it is like 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 that's just how it works in in in, in andram and theatre and that kind of stuff is that you just get shouted at um so so for me i was because I, because i have that background of people just shouting shouting and going you're being crap this is the note you're doing the wrong steps this is not the line all that kind of stuff it's just stuff that i've grown up with and, I, and i'm used to hearing that noise so when it comes to criticisms it just goes back to they're shouting and giving you criticism because they because because you, you have a gift and you have something to yeah. offer uh, but you're just not you're not applying it in the right way so when so when you're 14 15 16 which is the kind of vital years for when you kind of go off go off piste or you or you carry on with, with, with what you're good at um i think it's good that people shout and people and people tell you that you're crap and you and you go back into it and if and if you cry you cry you and you do and you get back on with it um you, you know what i mean so it, it sounds a bit like cuz they are doing it because they care you know, they care about theatre and they care about you being the best that you can exactly, be. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, and within yeah. that context, it's not personal. It sounds like you're not taking it personally either. It's like it's not like someone is shouting at you to be, like, emotionally abusive. They're just shouting in order to say, let's get this song right. Yeah, listen, and sometimes sometimes it's to, it's to give a kid an attitude check, check because sometimes you get kids, and I was one of them at one point where you come in and you, you, you have a good run of being really good and getting all the praise and being the, the being like top top dog in the room, and then boom, you're then brought back down to earth. You're like, oh, yeah. So, you know, you, you, you get a bit humiliated, you get told off, you get shouted at, but it's all for the good of turning you into a really good, working professional person and again mm. like i said you know you don't and i say professional person because sometimes you, you hit you hit a certain age and go actually i've done that now that that part of my life is done i know pl plenty of performers who are amazing singers amazing actors amazing dancers they they hit like 18 19 20 and go oh actually do you know what i want to do this in my life it's totally fine but those those things that we learn as, as kids I really think go into everyday life and that kind of stuff. I think I think that's why I'm so 
you know, I just love working as in a group with people as well because I'm used to working as an ensemble and creating something with other people as well. Um, that's kind of where I, where I really enjoy enjoy getting creative, I suppose. Totally. Yeah, and I could imagine that kind of being able to take criticism in a non-personal way and having that kind of emotional intelligence from a young age is really useful socially too. Well, even on Drag Race, that I think that helped me out loads because, you know, did I get great comments? No. Um, but could I laugh at myself and could I laugh at the situation and be like, this is that, like, that, that last, that episode three, which, which I still say is the best episode of, of of the series. Sorry, but it is. Uh, sorry, Viv. Um, sorry about it. <laughs> sorry about it. It's the best episode of the season. Um, and I was I was so happy just because even though I was stressed out, I was like, oh my god, what the hell's going on? I'm stressed out with life and whatnot. Actually, um, I got to a point when I was like, this is actually quite hilarious that I'm I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm struggling to make this horrible outfit work in work and be something. Let's just go with it. The time's ticking. We're just gonna go with it and have a good old laugh. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it was upsetting to leave, and that was upsetting, to, and it was and it was annoying to kind of go go that early because I really wanted to do snatch game. Like that was the goal to do snatch game. But like, hey, I ma I ma made it onto the show, and I'm always a big believer that it's not actually what you do on the show it's what you do afterwards and actually i think compared to some of the girls i've actually done quite a lot of great stuff um you know just kind of just just because i was like let's just put put myself out there 100 percent um and do like a and just do something with, with this platform which isn't going to be just about me kind of going well i was on i was on drag race it's like yeah but what else can you do afterwards you know and, I, and i'm really yeah. I'm not, and, and for me i'm really exploring that every day it's like what else can i do uh which isn't just relying on three episodes of a tv show you know because there's there's so much more that the platform can offer um and you and you have a choice where you can either make make the platform just about drag race and you can go back and do you know your 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 gigs for like a hundred quid a hundred quid somewhere and do it that or if you want to turn it into an empire like I do what else, what else have you got to offer what else, what else can you do with it and I've been very fortunate that and, and not from like a financial point of view but just from a point of view of I'm using the platform to create music I'm using the platform to create um, a campaign I'm using the the platform to to for so many more things which is which is, which is kind of bigger than me in a way which is which is really rewarding so yeah yeah, definitely. I, and I wonder if because you had that experience in theatre and in music and other things before, I feel like now because drag is like an industry of itself, there's some people when they grow up with Drag Race, like that's the goal. To get on Drag Race is the goal. Whereas I imagine you grew up with like many different types of goals involving theatre and involving other stuff as well. Yeah, my main goal, I mean, because people do ask me like, what, what's the one thing you want to do? My, my main thing is that I really want to um get get a, a show together and then just tour that around around the world and get that out there um drag race again is for me it's a platform whereas as like you said a lot of people do try you know they do drag and their goal is just to get on drag race and they're kind of like yeah. well right i'm done and they kind of expect there to be a lot of rewards afterwards which there are there's tons of rewards afterwards um but rewards come with a thing of you have to work after that and i actually think it's harder to go onto something like drag race um and actually sustain that and actually maintain a 
a, a, a ball rolling because actually you can't really, unless you want to, you can't really go back to doing like a bar job. You can't really go back to working in Morrison's. You have to actually, you know, get 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 off your ass and, uh, <laughs> and do something with it. You know what I mean? Um, you have to be really entrepreneurial if you want to like you make do. it. You do. You do. You you you've got to treat it like you're going on Dragon's Den. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is the product. I need. I need this kind of investment. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so yeah. So for me, I, I always look at it from that point of view. Um, and it is a business at the end of the day. Um, but it's a really fun, vibrant business where you can get to meet people. Like I'm meeting you. I'm like you. You, you message me. Can I paint you? Yeah, go for it. And ordinarily, we, we, we'd never have met. Do you know what I mean? Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so it's got so many, so many you know pros to to doing this kind of thing, and I'm glad that I got into it when I did. I'm glad that I jumped on Drag Race and was like, I'll just try it and see what happens, and just try, kind of try my luck because you just never know. And after that, I'm just glad that I've not, even though there's been like you know, it's always been a bit like that as as careers or as careers in the performing arts always are. Um, you know, I'm glad that I've just kind of gone right. Let's just try and make something out of these lemons that I've got here, and uh, and you know, go for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I I would love to talk. You mentioned some of the other projects that you're doing at the moment, and one of them was the campaign, the, the it could be campaign you're doing. I'd yeah. love to talk about that. Yeah, um, that really, again, like, I'm not like a political person. I've never been, I've actually been, I've actually been the sort of person who kind of shies away from anything political because one, sometimes I don't understand what's going on. So I'm always like, okay, cool, whatever. And I, and I, as much as I don't want to, sometimes I will just kind of listen to who my, who like my friend is voting for and be like, well, that sounds like the right person to vote for. So sometimes I voted just because I'm like, I'm kind of influenced by someone else. And that's purely because I've not given myself enough credit in a way to say, actually, no, you are smart enough to know what what, what the hell's going on. Um, You know, you just have to get get in there and do research and do that kind of thing and kind of, and just take take an interest in it, really. So, um, so for me, I'm not a political person, but like I know what's right and what's wrong. I do think I have more of a more of a humanitarian side to me, or and always have done, uh, rather than a political side. So when I saw all these videos of, of George Floyd um, being murdered um, in America by a police officer, um, I literally had this feeling of, oh my god, I'm I'm watching the video, but. I- Actually, if I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time because I'm black, that could be me. Yeah, and it's as simple as that. Like it's it's a sim. It really is a simple case of you. You know, if you're if you're black and in the wrong place at the wrong time, regardless of if you've got some great great things about you whether you're a parent, whether you're a carer, whether you're you've got a degree, you know, whether you're a whether you're gay, straight, whatever, um, you know, wh- whatever's great about you actually actually is irrelevant if if you're if you're again if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. So yeah. so Brianna Taylor, yeah, Brianna Taylor, Brianna Taylor, even like people just getting um, stopped stopped and searched for no reason um, for the for the fact that they are black guys or black women or whatever in in the wrong place and there's a and there's a person who is white with with a little bit of power or police whatever who want to kind of exercise that power even people who are are not the police but they know exactly what 
what would happen if they say, you know, I, you know, the prime example of the woman in, in Central Park who was saying, I'm mm -hmm. going to call the police uh, until an African-American man is threatening my life. It's like, what are you on about? You're fucking insane. So, so the campaign purely came out of the fact that I had that, that feeling and that thought. And I said, you know what? I just want to put something out on, on, on Twitter about this. What's nice was, which is what I think is the big silver lining about, about lockdown, is the fact that every single person in the world could, could actually has to sit back and go, oh, I can't, I can't run away from this. I can't just swipe up and forget about it. And I've been mm. guilty of that. You know, I've seen hundreds of these. The, the, the George Floyd video is not, is not the first one. There's, there's been hundreds before that. Um, but even I've been guilty of just going, oh my God, that is fucking awful. But then you just kind of swipe up past it and you get on with your day and you kind of, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I think that's definitely been the been the uh, silver lining. I think that's why there's been worldwide protests, not just one place, worldwide protesting um, about this because uh, because everyone's in the same boat right now that they they have to just, you know, they have to listen to to what's going on in the world. They have to see what's going on in the world. Um, so I put that out, and um, everyone kind of jumped on my campaign and really kind of backed it from the get go. And yeah, it kind of it kind of became what it was, which was amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think I was talking to a friend the other day because there's also been, as well as been other a lot of other police brutalities. There's been a lot of other protests too. Like there's been like for years and years and years, there's been protests about the same thing, but it's like right now it's a really, seems like a really special time. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's definitely, this is the time when everyone's listening and the conversation is still going. I don't, I don't think the conversation has stopped at all. I feel like the conversation is still going. But what, what, what I'm doing now with it, because obviously I'm not trying to create like a charity like that. I don't think I'm, I'm, actually equipped to be giving it right let's start a charity but if i can just add something to the conversation as like a point of reference for people something yeah. which is easy for someone to to kind of um take stock of because obviously i don't want to be the person who's like you know the, the the educator for all white people about about why why this phrase is important why, why, this, why this movement is important i do think that if you are someone who is white and wants to understand what it is to be white in the world right now you should do your research you should read you know i've got a whole bunch of books uh the other day that i'm gonna start reading uh, i'll just show them to you actually um yeah go for it i've been listening to a lot of podcasts yeah this thing i think there's so many there's so many resources out there so i just got one i got this one here white fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Um, and I've got this one here as well, Me and White Supremacy by uh, Layla F. Saad. Um, and my plan was actually was to, to read these and then just kind of just just pass them on to people, sign them. It's, 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 it's like a book club, like a traveling book club, essentially, which is what yeah. I was thinking to do with those. But, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be the person who is is going to be educating white people on that but if i can create something where which is which is which is tangible for 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 someone to kind of digest in a way so um you know whether it's um you know a book being passed around 
um, I'm, um, the it, it could be is now being turned into a podcast, which is coming very soon. Um, you know, I think there's, I think there's so many resources, but it is down to the one individual to go out there and educate themselves and go. Do you know what? I'm going to learn a little bit more. If if it's if it's just a little bit more about 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 what it is to be black in 2020 or what what it is to be white in 2020, what is racism? Do does that person know exactly what racism actually is? So it's um oh bye live bye um so it's um <laughs> she's off bye so um so yeah so it's it's really important to say okay if you can't if you can't find a way to to express how you're feeling through speaking you should read things listen to podcasts what watch documentaries um you know learn about again it's all stuff that i'm doing as well like i i'm not i don't know everything i don't know i i know a tiny percentage of the bigger story but i'm learning and i'm and i'm willing to make the time to know a little bit more so i can maybe pass on that information to my my white friends and then go, go from there um yeah. So yeah, so it's so it's a really interesting time where I think people are are open to learning new things, but I think it's I think you kind of have to go on the on the wheelhouse of these are the resources that they are readily readily available to me. Don't don't go for like a whitewashed version of what Black history actually is. But I think a lot of people think, oh, Black history is just about slaves. It's like yeah, sure, but then what about the rest of it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, cool. Oh, my egg timer is going off. Egg timer. Um, she, she she's hard boiled. The cake's ready. I wonder uh, what. Yeah, that we didn't have much time, but I um I wanted to keep talking about it because um so I talked to a friend of mine the other day who's who's black and she's a potter, mm. and like makes pottery. Oh, and, and she is in a position where like she's always wanted her art and her 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 career to be about the pottery and hasn't necessarily wanted to have to put. Uh, like racial identity or anything like that into it but now she's gotten 14,000 followers since the protest started because she's been picked up as like a black creator and obviously oh I mean, like the other day and it's this like conflicted thing for her because on the one hand she feels like it's great that people are talking about this but um and it's great that you know it's people are highlighting black creators but on the other hand like she said that she never wanted to have to make identity a part of her artwork. And it's like her needing to talk about it all the time and having to talk to people all the time becomes like, like it's not something that she necessarily wanted to have to do. Um, so I wondered yeah, okay. at someone who initially you said like you weren't super political to begin with, mm. does that resonate with you at all? Or how do you feel about like this is in some ways like a role that you're being forced into now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because you know, I think identity, if you're a creator of any sort, whether it's pottery, poetry, drag, makeup, whatever the art is, um, you know, your I think your identity helps you create whatever you're creating because you're drawing from something, um, yeah. from, from something something in your life. I think it's the same as if you're if you're a queer creator. Your identity is is a big part of what you're making. Um you know whether whether it's something as tiny as and irrelevant as you're creating a brand new version of I don't know 
of 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 a, a brand new, brand new version of, of a musical just say but you are very gay and you want to put something more camp in there but you're you're putting that campness in there because you identify as a, as a very camp person who enjoys camp things all the way to the other extreme where you are creating art because this is about you know lgbtqi plus history like so i think i think whatever you're whatever you are as a person your identity is a big part of of the fact that you're making art in the first place you know i, I don't I, I don't think they i don't think they come separate from each other and i think um you know i think your friend um i totally get that she doesn't that she didn't want to have um her blackness become part of her art innovate it's clay it's pottery you know it's it's that it's it's ceramics you know what i mean like who would have thought you know a, a potential vase would be you know up for being okay well this is made by a black woman but the fact that she's a black woman and she's out there putting putting something out there is inspiring and it's and it's uh and it's brilliant because because uh, there was a time when her being black her or her being a woman or the combination of the two, she, she, she wouldn't do anything. She'd just be like, well, I just do this at home, but no one's ever going to see it because I'm a black woman. Do you know what I mean? There was a time when that when that was a thing, and I still think that that time is still kind of around in a weird kind of way. For yeah, me... It's like um, it's pottery world, and I never would have thought this because it's pottery, but it's really like male and white dominated. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's vases. Like, what? It's <laughs> vases and mugs, do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but again, again, if you really look at a lot of the, a lot of the, um, a lot of industries, I would say all industries, um, you know, are really dominated by white men. They and they are even even yeah. drag. Look how many white male, regardless of the of the sexuality, but white male drag queens there are compared to black male drag queens. Let's yeah. let's let's not even talk about say, um, you know, trans trans people or or um or bio queens or whatever who are in there. If we just literally put it down to male and, and the color of their skin. You're gonna have more white male drag queens out than there are, are gonna be of colour. Um so there is like a domination of of one sort of person. Um and I think it's important for people who are creators, if you have a platform, you kinda have to put yourself out there. Like again, yeah. I, I never once said said to anybody, I'm a, I'm gonna be political, I'm not gonna I literally just did drag race so I could work a bit more as a performer but with that because i have a platform i have a facebook which is which is re recognizable i have a voice i you know i'm not afraid to speak about stuff and put my and put my two pennies in um you know you did as much as you don't want to be an activist or you don't want to be someone who um who is kind of taking on a battle or a fight for something just you existing and doing what you do is part of the is part of it, you know, and yeah. and and you know you can you can I always think you can try and run run from it and be like no I'm not doing this not this is not what I came here to do but there's but there's there's a little kid out there who's who's, who's seeing you do what you do and and they're being inspired by you you're giving them them sort some sort of hope to go oh maybe I could try I'm a I'm a black chubby queer boy maybe I can put a wig on and try that or, may, or maybe I could try painting or whatever do you know yeah. what I mean so so you know and it's so funny because there's there's another queen I'm not gonna name, name who it is but there's another queen who literally is like 
got the biggest platform in the world right now, but doesn't want to, but as I outrightly said, I'm not an activist. I'm not here to do that, all this kind of stuff, which is fine. But I kind of feel like you kind of got no choice. You just got, you just got to go with it, you know, and if there's some, if there's things going on in the world, the platform has to be used for something bigger than you, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I think that's why, like I said before, like, you know, you end up realizing that the platform, depending how you use it, is bigger than you. It's bigger than taking a selfie and getting 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 likes. It's bigger than that. Um, yeah. I think, and I think it should be, I think, you know, the, 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 we're so lucky if you can work in the arts, we're so lucky if you can be successful in the arts, we're so lucky if you can make money from it. We're so lucky if you can buy a house from it, buy a car, buy a new wig, whatever. You're so lucky <laughs> you can do that. Why not? Why not? Why not have an opinion about something and not be afraid to give up that platform to say this is a, my favorite my favorite queen from RuPaul from Drag Race is Morgan McMichaels. Morgan has no issue, and again, she's she's been famous for a very long time. She's she she she's been there, done that. She's been on Drag Race a few a few times, <clears throat> and she's known she's known on the scene that kind of stuff. What I love is she's got no issue to to give up her platform to to expose if you go onto a platform onto a instagram page she makes me laugh because she literally if someone says anything racist or like that she will literally grab all the information and she'll expose them all, all over her, all over instagram but what i love about that is is that she's got no issue in giving up her platform for something bigger than her mm. and i think that's and i think that's why it's so interesting when you do hear certain certain people certain celebs certain certain drag queens whatever who have these massive platforms thousands of followers um and that kind of stuff and all they can do is post a nice picture to get a few likes you know um it's very it's just very interesting but i don't know i'm not i'm not trying to do this to become a famous person although you know i'm happy to be a famous person um, to work more and you know and achieve more, but there's got to be something more than just a couple of likes on a on a picture. Do you know what I mean? It sounds like it's kind of taking a bit of an ego check as well. That it's like even though all of these people are here for me and the character I've created, it's about something bigger than me, and like it's not like you said, just about my selfies and stuff like that. Listen, if you can if you can wear that drag mask, that facade, twenty four seven, go for it. For me, I think I think it's more sexy to see it to see a human underneath all, all the all the armor. I think yeah. I just think I just think, and that's and that's not just drag. That's anything. That's, that's anyone with a. Cause we know that if you're you know, creative, people can be very egotistical, very much about themselves, um, and it's just I just think it's more sexy when there's a. When there's and there's a human we can see and it's not and again it's not just about me 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 like 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 everything i do, do you know what i mean so you're, um, so you're not into sex robots then i have two sex robots that i brought over lockdown um, <laughs> well actually not not a full sex oh i can't say it. not a full sex robot <laughs> but i i was sent something from a company um in, in japan or something and it's like a very 
I'll, I'll tell you about it privately, but it's a very... I want to see it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you privately. It's a very, it's a very interesting mach- bit of machinery. Because obviously when you're, when you're single in lockdown, you've got to go on to Love, Love Honey or something and grab, and grab some toys, of course. But this one, I was like, this is, this is next level. I'm not going to show you on here, but I will show you privately. I can kind of imagine, because I, I was in Japan for a while and I went to one of the like, sex shops. And there oh was some crazy stuff in there. I'm going to show you privately. I'll, I'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're we're going to get, sorry guys, but we're going to get on WhatsApp and I'm going to show uh, David the... Subscribe to Vinegar's OnlyFans if you would yeah, like to see OnlyFans. <laughs> you can either choose from me or Kerry Katona. You decide. <laughs> well, uh, I think we should wrap up because I'm worried about getting cut off and then oh it's very abrupt yeah. ending. Yes. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for coming and talking today. I, it's oh, been no, so nice that I get to know you more. And, and I'm loving yeah. the painting; looks gorgeous. Obviously, you're not finished yet. I'm assuming. No. <gasps> oh this my is it god! In it's so good. It's giving me right now like a little bit of Tyra Banks. Give me Tyra Banks meets. Me, do you remember when when Little Kim was black? It reminds me of Little Kim. That's funny. You said someone came up to me while I was painting your mural and asked if it was Little Kim. You should have said, yes, look him. <laughs> Usually I say to people, like, uh, it's whoever, you, well, I'll tell them who it is, but then I'm like, but for you, it's whoever you want it to be. Yeah, you, you decide Kim, whoever you want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's little Kim, it's little Kim. I think, isn't that what person she'd say, like, I'll be whatever, whoever you want me to be. Like I've, been say, I've been saying that for the last four, four months, but no one's, <laughs> no, one, no one's taking me up on the offer. <laughs> Well, this has been great, and I look forward to the, um, getting the pictures of the Japanese sex robot soon. Pictures? I was going to do a vid. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to do a full live vid. <laughs> great. Well, and I'm going to finish off Lil Kim, and I'll send you a photo. I'll, I'll send you this when it's done. When it's oh, done my God. Me. And she's going to go right here as well. She, well you yeah. She's going to go right Grace here. Grace Kim, Gaga, Lil Kim. You've got them. Yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got the brand new Sugar Babes. That's what I've got. <laughs> oh, oh and Maybelline great. says hello. Was there any questions as well? Did, did you not did you do any questions? So I'm not great at looking at... Um, did you see them come through? I I was like looking at the paintings though. Listen, we've just got the best thing. You should have won Drag Race UK. Absolutely, my love, I agree with you. That's the best question of the day. That's the the, best the, the answer is I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, right? You can ask Vinegar in her comment section if you have more questions. Yes, absolutely. And she right. may or may not answer. <laughs> I probably won't. I'm gonna have some pasta in a second and, and you know chill out for a bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Come to Jersey Island. Yes, I will. Where's Jersey Channel Island? Is that England or America? I think that's Jersey Shore. Oh, in America. No, I don't think it. Wait, Channel Islands. Isn't that that's off England? Isn't that England? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I do. Need, I, I do need. I do need a holiday actually. So maybe I'll do that. There you go. <laughs> Very camp. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm gonna go. Lovely to talk to you, love. Lee Bye love. Bye, Bye. Bye.